guess <laughs> over. <laughs> it's not me this week. <laughs> Josh, do you want to take a step at it too? Yeah. Here, I'll do my PB impression. I have the hello and uh, and welcome. Damn, cutthroat. All right. <laughs> hello. And welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malzahn read-through podcast. <laughs> my name is Peter Bond, and I've read each book in the main series. However, my two co-hosts are reading the series for the first time. With me today is my friend and closest confidant, India Jones. Hello! And the growl horse rider of this podcast, Joshua Dean Baker. What's up? I've got a cool horse. Horse. That, that's right. When we recorded the last episode, we had yet to actually see the art for that that Dan Gesserk made for our season, and uh, we did not know that we would have such a maj- majestic steed gracing the cover of it. So it is it is and a until, full horse time now. And until we read this week, we, me and Indy and I were like, "Why is it this fucking horse?" Yeah, Why I just important? I was like, "Oh, okay, it's a horse." I never even thought about it, but now I I still don't understand, but. I understand. We're, ch- we're chilling out with the horses, you know. We're horsing around. Uh, Damn nice. it, you beat me to it. Ah. Before we get into it, you know, uh, I want to do something a little dangerous, you Why? know. When we were talking about Gardens of the Moon, we had various uh, sections, you know, pronunciation nation, bone zone. We were really getting into it. We're trying to get th- some things going. And it's a dangerous thing, but I want to briefly dip into a corrections section. So. Oh, God. A yeah, I know it's a little section. It, it's a little dangerous because I feel like it's a uh, Pandora's box. It sounds a bit if, punitive <laughs> to me. If, if we're discussing what, but I just wanted to clarify. You know, last episode I said that Haborik had his hands cut off for being a thief, and I was uh, informed that Peter was mistaken. That it was not the reason. You and, fool! Uh, yeah, I, I botched it. Um, so that's that, and uh, we have I have nothing else to say in regards to Haborik's hands and lack of if, if, does that mean we don't know yet yes so you just okay incorrectly spoiled something for us well i didn't well it didn't <laughs> happen that way so i would call it if anything it was an anti-spoiler i told you what was not happening when had not happened <laughs> all right well thanks for the uh what is this called the correction section i don't know Hope- hopefully i'll never get anything wrong again so we'll never have to come back. I've got bad news. I'm 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 going through and uh, fixing all your spelling errors in this week's document. So it it's not gonna last long, buddy. What? Well, you can just let him go. You know, let those spelling errors ride. Oh, buddy. He's a no, teacher. This is what he does for a living. Yeah, I'm He's a music a... teacher, but I still I'm I'm a I'm a fucking stickler for spelling. All right. Well, I'm gonna start with the summaries anyway, even if they lack a grammatical consistency. No, they're gonna be good. I've got you. And let's jump right in. Chapter 3 Since the prologue, Felicen has been brought to the Ototero Mines of Seven Cities. In the Skull Cup, Haboric and Bowden have been put to work as slaves. Felicen works too, but in the bedchamber of Beneth, the head slave of the island. After sex, Felicen convinces Beneth to move Haboric to a less dangerous position. She leaves Beneth and takes stock of the island. A small Malazan contingent watches over the slaves, while natives of seven cities reside on the island as well. There is talk of rebellion here. Felicen returns to Haboric, who calls her a whore and says she reeks of Durhang. 
Odin returns and the two men talk, leaving Felicen alone. Malak Rel and the Navy have left Hissar, leaving Coltane and the Seventh in command. Dyker and Kulp speak at the harbor. Kulp has sent instructions to free Haborek on Dyker's behalf. Redblades arrive in the harbor and nearly start a fight. The battle is avoided. Dyker learns that the Malazan Seventh has been put through its paces by their new Wiccan commander. After the Seventh bests the Wiccan, Dyker convinces Bolt to let the Malazans rest. In Erlatan, Fiddler, Crocus, and Absalar prepare for the journey. Kalam has already left separately with the Book of Drygna. Absalar continues to have memories and skills that are remnants of her possession by Cotillion. If Kalam would fail, Crocus accuses Fiddler of wanting to use these powers to kill Lysine. Fiddler disguises himself as a Grawl and they depart, planning to meet Kalam in Gadanaspan. In the Temple of Shadow, Mappo is recovering from the Diver's attack. He finds Ikarium, musing about his obsession with timekeeping. He thinks the temple may be able to help him regain his memories. And together they set out to explore. So we, uh, we meet Felicia in the prologue, and, and you know, we're, there's such chaos, and, blah, blah, and then we come to Seven Cities, and we meet a, a lot of other characters for the first time, but we're returning to Felicia, and her situation has rapidly degraded, I would say, as she uh, is on Skull Cup, mm-hmm. and... Uh, she does what she has to to survive, Peter. Yes, yeah. She's in quite a predicament, I would, to, to put it mildly what what did you find of the our return to the parent sister i found a new favorite character mm. she's awesome i feel bad that she's kind of what is that duh whatever it's called is she like drug Dur- addicted Durhang? Yeah, yeah it's an opiate oh that sucks i had a feeling that's what it was but i wasn't positive um yeah her no. situation sucks but she's mm, i've got to be very careful with my words here it's a yeah, bad yeah. situation <laughs> to be in However, she is making the best of it by keeping uh, Heboric yeah. and the other guy whose name starts with a B. Bo- Odin. Bo- yeah, like making sure that they're taken care of and safe. But I was kind of confused about like how she's like, I don't know. It, it's what She has like these internal thoughts and she's like, am I a bad person? I don't like, but it's not about because of what she's doing. It's she's like, I kind of take joy in knowing that I'm taking care of people. Like, I just thought that was weird because, I mean, like, how could she be bad when she's, like, doing so much shit just to make sure her her and everybody else that she's with survives? Yeah. Josh, how did you find... I mean, this is really such a big transition for her character. Wild. Is she 14 or 16, by the way? I think she's 15. Ah, okay. Right in the middle. It was definitely, like, a pretty jarring start to this chapter. I didn't really... I mean, we, you know, we time-skipped a bunch and threw ourselves right into it. And, I mean, it's, um... There's a big jump it's between a, the prologue. There's a big jump, and it's it's very interesting. Like, she, and, you know, in the prologue, she definitely, like, the way that she is, like, narrates definitely feels like she's a, you know, definitely a teenager, you know, still kind of a child. And, like, yeah. in however many months it has been, her tone is full-on world-weary adult. Like, yeah. nothing innocent. It's it's pretty intense. 
it's a big jump too from the last book that really didn't touch on anything near this kind of situation. So I was like, whoa, I had to re-listen to it like three times. Yeah, I mean, and definitely this is, well, and even if in the first book, this type of thing was going on, it was more in the background or like very more removed where this is, you know, we're really in it and her being in this, um, you know, difficult situation uh, is is the center of the story in this time, but 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 I agree, India. You know, it's it, we have. To, I guess we have to watch our words because it's tough. Because I do think it's a. I don't. I think it's well written, and I think it's a great part of the story. But obviously, like you know, it's it's about a very difficult thing. You know, especially yeah. later on. Yeah, uh, and the guy that she's with. Uh, so he's a he's also ben. a slave in this place. Yeah, correct? but he's kind of the slave that has been appointed to oversee the other slaves. So, and he gets like all those special benefits, like yeah. hot food and choosing assignments. What did, uh, Josh, what did you think of Haboric kind of, uh, how do you think Haboric is, uh, I would say he's a little rude to Felicin and how I see it. Uh, I agree, but we're also seeing it through her point of view and getting her immediate opinions on what he says, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I clearly he has his reasons for what he's saying, I, I mean, he's definitely being harsh about it, but, like, in some ways he is not wrong, I mean, especially with, the when she starts later in, not this chapter, but later in the chapters when she starts really heavily drug using, like, he's trying to be like, hey, you are on a dangerous path. Like, he's not doing a great job of explaining that, but you know, that's what he, his heart's in the right place. His choice of words is bad. Yeah. But he's like, I mean, I, go ahead. No, you. No, you. All right. I insist. I mean, I, I do know what you mean. Like, he's not wrong. She probably shouldn't, like, the Durhang is a problem. And, like, but I guess it's tough because, like, the whole thing is so fucked, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. That like like what's his plan? You know what I mean? It's not like Felicen's got it like is got everything figured out, but his plan of work in the mines and then would have died if she didn't do it. I'm glad like, she called I, him out for that too when she was like, "You'd be dead, sir." So that, yeah, yeah, shut up. I mean, it definitely he definitely has some. I mean, Peter's the one that knows what the plan is, but he definitely has some type of plan scheming. I agree. So maybe that's why he's kind. He's he's. I'll say this, Felicen blatantly says like i am living day to day hour to hour and he's more like bitch when we are out of here i can't be handling I, you need to be not a drug addict you know yeah but he's not really i mean it sucks that he he obviously he has some plan for escape and she is involved in it but like it sucks that he can't trust her enough to tell her to give her a reason to not be like making these decisions and she's also mm. like super young at the end of the day oh she's very impressionable still no, it, it's definitely right. And I think that's important context for so much. Of, like at all times, it's like, oh, well, she's also 15. So. Exactly. Yes. So, I mean, yes. and, and then being in that situation, like, I don't know. What else do you do? How else do you handle that? What else? Like, who can mm-hmm. he? I don't know. It's a weird situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that. Well, we'll have a... Oh, go ahead. No, it's... no, can you finish it? No, it's just a question about what that who that other guy is and what he's doing through all this. But I guess that's not really relevant. But I'm just curious about like where he. Odin? Yeah. Um, well, we'll talk about him more in chapter five, I guess, right? Because oh. I think that's when he comes up. Yes. All right, Josh. So then we we, we go back and see what's going on with uh, Wiccan and the seventh, and we see Diker uh, kind of taking in taking in the whole situation over in Hisar. Um, what are you thinking about the the Malzans and the Wiccans? 
Uh, I, I really enjoy this part of it. Um, it's not like a lot happens, but we learn a lot in this section. Yeah. Number one, very interesting to me that because these these red blades are are a force we don't know a ton about. Sure, like all we've seen so far is that they can be shitty. In this one, it's full on like they will spit in the face of authority and like kill civilians that are they're technically in the Malazan Empire, even if they're having like dissension among them. Yeah, like they'll kill them in the face of Malazan soldiers who should be protecting them, which is like seems counterintuitive because you know what is really good at making people not like you is murdering them i've heard that yeah you know it's a pretty yeah so that was interesting um the whole everything to do however with, with coltane and the fake town and culp being used to make refugees that was like such an incredible image yeah i had no and idea. such a good image of so I loved, like, a one-off sentence that one of the, either Diker or Culp says is, like, Culp says, we haven't done a single formation. Yeah. And then, and the way that, and then they describe these, like, these, uh, like, the, the drills they're doing seem, like, incredibly important and, like, good. And the fact that he's, like, we're, the way that he implies that typically their training is they get in formation and make sure they remember what that is, is, like, oh, the Malazan Empire, Empire is, is not too big to fail. It is too big it's going to fail like they practice mm. like the shit that's not gonna work when they're in a real battle and coltane's like nah i'm a wiccan i all i do is real fighting so here's what that's gonna be like also i'm gonna break bones so get used to that yeah so that was it was very interesting i think it's clear I, i'm coltane. still i'm still oh, go ahead no i just I'm think it's i think <laughs> i think it's very interesting Sorry, I'm still very curious about Coltane because I cannot figure out what his motivations are. Like, obviously, he fought against the Empire, but currently he's doing a very good job of training the Empire. So I'm very curious what his uh, like underlying motivation is, and hopefully, we find out more. No, well, I think it's clear that Coltane knows that, like, now that he is the in in the position he is on in Seven Cities, that like those types of old Malazan training regiments are just not necessarily applicable in this kind of situation so yeah, um, i sure. i too even if it's somewhat i don't know i mean i do i know what you mean it doesn't feel like a lot happens but i, I like i too enjoyed reading about them training well, I, so. I, I i texted the group after this chapter and said it's maybe my favorite chapter of a book i've read ever which is a big statement and then described it as 35 pages of dense nothingness and I got like a very beautiful dense nothingness. And I gotta tell you, Josh, there, this to me is not nothingness. So yeah, ah, uh, great. Well, <laughs> I will say, Josh, that after reading that text, I literally, after reading all three chapters, couldn't tell what you were talking about because it all yeah. is just dense nothingness to me. I literally nice. was like, which se section is it going to be? Also, I had no understanding of that section at all. So if you guys want to take it back a step and just explain what was going on. Also, what about Wiccan, Wiccan people and what's the relevance and why are they there and who they are and okay, what let me they give, do? Let me give it a whirl, Peter. Yeah, Josh, you can do it. But like literally, so, literally very, very, like I do not understand what happened. So please. Okay. So the Malazan Empire is like an analog for the Roman Empire, right? Like a, a group of people I, that then expand, and then they let me get through this. You'll understand what I'm getting at. I mean, I would say I would say it's tactic, an one of the common tactics that they use. What tactic? I'm sorry. Is when they conquer. One of the tactics they use is when they conquer a people, they enlist those people. So in the Roman case, they would enlist like the barbarian tribes of Europe. So the Wiccans are like a plains people who are really good on like horseback, and they're like a nomadic people, and so they have been 
defeated and then co-opted into the Malazan forces. They're not Malazans, they are Wiccans under the employ of the Malazan army. Um, and Wiccan is just like their name as a people, not Wiccans like people in modern time who mix up roots. Sorry to Wiccan fans out there if I'm offensive. Anyway, uh, and so in this chapter, you're giving me a stank face, India. What did I go fast through? Uh, Wiccan is a what? So in the real, in, a Wiccan in is the, a in name world, for real- a group of people. Oh. In the books. Wiccan is the name for this group of people who are tro- oh. plains people. But wait, which oh. Wiccans are we talking? I think she's asking about real world. Do you Wiccan. mean real life Wiccans or like this book? This Wiccans? book what are you Wiccans. About? Oh, I see. Do you understand real world Wiccans? We've all seen the second Scooby Doo movie, um, the animated version. So with the, the uh, three girls actually, with the guitar. Yeah, that's the yes. Actually, the yes, they're Wiccans. The Thank hex you. sisters. The hex sisters. Let's go. <laughs> anyway. So in the books, the Wiccans are a a group of people who live in the plains, and they end up, uh, they fight the Malazan army, get conquered by the Malazan army, and then get uh, employed by the Malazan army as part of the army. And then wait. And so, Coltane is their leader, and he has been, he has been ordered to bring him and his soldiers here. So now they're here in this city, kind of being the Malazan forces, but there are other Malazan forces here. So there's the Malazan army and the Wiccan army, same army, just two different parts of it. The Wiccans are kind of taking this Malazan army that hasn't fought in a long time and has kind of been like just doing drills and is like whipping them into shape, you know, getting them. The Wiccan army is. The Wiccans are part of the Malazans, but they are distinct, separate force. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. They're the Dothraki, and these other people are like the North. You know, like they're part of an army, but they're like their own people within and the army. And they're teaching the 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 people how to fight better. Yeah. Yes. And they're that's showing, why yes. they want to beat the Wiccans. Yes. They fight. The, well. And they're not real fighting. They're using blunted weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is that thing that they call the thing? That weapon what? thing. Lance. The lance. The lance? Yeah, it's like the a spear lance. you hold when you're on a horse and you hit someone with it. Oh! That makes sense, too. Great. Okay, we can move on now. I understand. I feel really proud of myself. Wick, Wick can move on. Okay. Add crickets, AJ. <laughs> so, uh, India, we catch up now with Fiddler, Crocus, and Absalar, as they kind of leave, they get in this new. They get they get their whole disguise all together. Yeah, pilgrims. Pilgr- or, uh, what, what, pilgrims, yeah, and then ahead. they kind of uh, talk more about Absalar's powers and how maybe Fiddler's trying to use her. Her use. Is her this in a the way. revelation? No, no. Is this the time when they? Oh, no, no. Okay, that's okay, later okay. on. That's okay. later on. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Okay. So, oh yes, yes, yes. This is when Crocus is like gets a little ornery. Yeah, Crocus is a little ornery. Yeah, he he's done with the, he's tired of the bullshit. And Which like, Absalar hasn't really. I gotta say, I know I know this podcast has given Crocus a little heat in the past. I would say Crocus is a hundred percent in the right. The idea that this adventure is in any way about trying to help Absalar or yeah, to, to bring her on is the thinnest veneer of a cover. Yeah, they didn't really, they didn't really, they skipped right over that real quick. Here, and I feel kind of bad for Absalar. Here, here's the goal. Bring her to Itko Khan. Step one, we're going to go to seven cities. Step two, we're going to split up. <laughs> so Step three, you're going to kill everyone. You're, step three, you're going to kill the Empress. What? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I, wait, so at this point in time, this is another random question, because they keep making, like, references, are they dating yet, or no? No, they're, it, they're dancing, it's a will-they-won't-they thing. Yeah. 
So what? A Jack and Diane. It's a will they, won't they? I've never understood that reference. It's from Moonlighting. It's a, like an '80s TV show, I think. Okay, well that's uh, dumb. Oh no, I've never understood no, that. Is that no Sam? Which one is Cheers? One, Sam and Diane. It's a Jack and Diane. I think I got it wrong. Thing. You know what? Let's skip right over it and just this. Skip, no, this India. Well, Jack and Diane is the hit song. I India. By this is the John Mellencamp. India. This is the Malazan content people are looking for. That is fact. Alrighty, Josh. Did you have anything to say about uh? I literally wasn't even done with my sentence <laughs> before you brought up Jack and fucking Diane. <laughs> I am so sick of you. All right. Sorry, India. Yes. Anyway, Crocus, I think, is right about, like, being like, what the fuck? But then Fiddler is like, you're not as smart as you think you are, little boy, but you're right. So, all in all, I think that that's pretty fucked up. And I'm wondering, is Absalar going to lose herself? Mm. I don't know. Just turn into In this the music, the machine. moment. Josh, what do you think? But anyway, Josh, do you have any ideas? Because you oh, just Christ. are the only one that matters here Christ. today. I don't, I don't know if I want to respond. I, 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 yeah. No, Josh, good, good. Stay silent. I think that's my play. <laughs> All right, actually, and for my next question, I'm coming back to India. Do you have any thoughts about Shocking. Map? Do you have any thoughts about Mappo and Akarium as they uh, are hanging out in the Temple of Shadow? Who the hell is Akarium? They were in the I prologue, to, and we lost them for a bit. Well, no, they were in chapter Isn't one, that... too. Yeah, that's the one. It ended about him, right? Yeah, like he's, he killed everyone. Yeah. And then he forgot. Okay, he forgot yeah. where he was or who he, what he had done. Right, right. He, now, he's, he's like half jagged. Yes, yeah, no, oh. Oh, that's why he talks in the accent. Yes. Um, he's an accent. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was think. I was trying to figure out what written accent you were talking about. You mean in the recording, okay. Yeah, yeah, he has an accent. Um, yeah, he talks like this, <laughs> but... Ooh, spicy. It is. Um, my thoughts on this. What are those bugs that kill everyone called? Oh. Let's talk about that. Let's talk... Uh, I need to under... I just need was, to understand the plots at this that's point. That's the because... next chapter? Probably. No, it's not. Is it? Mm. I believe it's next chapter. Um, okay. Well, then we'll just go into when he's talking about time, and so... Where are we when we're here? I have a lot of questions, Peter. We're in that weird tower with that weird ass dude. But whose dude. house is it? And who's it's, the and, and why do they have like servants? I will say these this, are, India. I don't fucking know either. It's, See, these I'm, are the, I am these here. Are the I'm here for the ride. And and I would say Mappo and Akarium are also pretty confused at this point because like this dude is just like it's me, as if we should know who he is, and no one does. And he's got this weird servant in this weird tower that he claims these nuns used to live in. Um, and then there's some big revelations next chapter. So like this, whoever this dude is, he's either playing the longest of cons or actually insane. And either way, I can't fucking follow what's happening. Jo okay. Josh mostly had it correct. I, I, so yeah, we don't I think know it's what the fuck is going on. Yeah, we're we're that supposed doesn't... to know the fuck's happening with this guy. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's it's a temple of shadow, and there's a lot of confusing things in it. And a scarl pust is out there doing living his best life. What a name. Um. All right. Well, then those are my only uh uh comments on that scene. All right. Chapter four. Hit it. Chapter four. Aborg's health has recovered since his job change on Skull Cup. However, Felicen's health has declined. She is increasingly dependent on the opiate Durhang and reliant on Beneth and his friends. 
a Malazan guard, Pella, asks Felicen about Haboric. With Beneth, Felicen speaks to the Malazan captain. Bowden has been arrested. Beneth tries to free him by offering Felicen, however, the captain declines. Afterwards, in a fury, Felicen is beat by Beneth. Felicen lies to spare her more beating. When she wakes, Haboric has found her. She wants Beneth to take her back. Kalam is traveling overland, stopping at a keep. To stop further inquiry, he shows a Malazan captain his Clawmaster symbol. Other strangers take refuge in the keep, and Kalam refuses a reading from the Deck of Dragons. In frustration, the fortune teller throws the deck at him, which lands in formation. The rope in the center, surrounded by High House Shadow. Kalam leaves the keep, however, the strangers have stayed. Lestara Yil and the Redblades slaughter the Malazans and continue after Kalam. Mappo and Akarium explore the temple, finding carvings for the Queen of Dreams. They find a hallway with cedar tree trunks in it, along with traces of the Tisti Andes, Elder Warren, Kerald Galane. Mappo has no memory of Tisti Andy on this continent. Further in, they find the markings and scars of shapeshifters. Will the shapeshifters converge on this temple? They return to Ascaral Puss who evades this question, and he speaks cryptically of High House Shadow. Ascaral Puss asks them to find his broom. Ikarium gladly agrees. Kulp and Diker travel north of the city, where the Wiccan warlock Sormo Enath is casting a ritual. His ritual opens himself and the spirits of the land to the Warren Talon, the Elder Warren of the Talani Mass. Shapeshifters attack, and a battle ensues. Culp eventually strikes Sormo, causing the Warren to close. There is some connection between the Shapeshifters and the Talon Warren, but they don't know what. All right, Josh, a lot happened this chapter. Uh, we checked in with most of our characters uh, that we've met on Seven Cities. Uh, take your pick. What do you want to talk about? I would like to talk about... A lot of lead up. I'll go with Kalam. I'll go with Kalam. I'll go with Kalam. All uh, right. Why'd you, ch- why'd you pick Kalam? Well, uh, I think I want to change, actually. I want to go. <laughs> well, let me ask you again. Okay. In this chapter, Josh, there's a lot of characters. We we catch up with most of them that we've met so far. Uh, which one do you want to talk about? I want to go with Kalam. Uh, so <laughs> damn! <laughs> Christ! All right. So why? Well, what's up? All right. Okay. So I feel like uh, Kalam is someone we, we we just you know we we're learning a lot about him in this book now that we're in like the land he's originally from. Um, mm-hmm. something that I guess is hinted at, but I didn't quite fully grasp into this chapter, is that he's an actual claw master. Like, I knew he yeah. was an ex-claw, but I didn't realize he's an ex-claw master. So, like, it yeah. makes a lot of sense why whenever anything goes down, he's always kind of like, well, I'm fine. Like, he's, like, literally the master of master assassins. So that's pretty sick. Yeah, he's unflappable. So, uh, hearkening back to what India had mentioned, uh, we didn't really talk about it, but so, I guess Kalam gets forced into this keep by, like, a random... Sandstorm. Yeah, Sandstorm. That, it was a very interesting scene. Um, he ke- he keeps his cool pretty well. I mean, he does mention several times that he's like, "Oh, I guess I'm dead now," and he like makes it out. 
I so are, so are these world are these sandstorms with these evil flesh rending bugs like a common thing on this continent? And if so, how does anyone live here? Uh, that's just how we do. There's seven cities. There are quite a few bugs. This is a buggy place. So. I've noticed they mention uh, Erickson like mentions the the ma- the seven cities version of flies like a lot. I think they're called like the Risen or something for Zan. Yeah. So. That was that was a I mean, that was, I mean it really kept me on my toes. It was very interesting. I enjoyed it. Um, in the keep, yeah. um, that was just like such a, an interesting scene of like oh I I really did not expect Kalam to throw his Clawmaster symbol around. I thought he would be like way way more subtle and kind of like playing to just not be noticed. But he's like no, I think I'm just gonna like take command of this situation. So that was cool. Josh- Josh, in the yes. past, you've wondered if Kalam, how much of an ex-claw Kalam still is. Uh, As opposed to, like, a claw that's still kind of working, or, like, what do you mean? I can't remember what I said. Yeah, no, that's exactly what you mean. Um, well, I mean, I mean, clearly now he has just no love for the... Well, he has, uh, is that? He has a love for the Empire. He has no love for the Empress. So, yeah, like, I sure. guess in some ways you could argue he's being the ultimate claw. Like, he is preserving the Empire, and he sees that, he sees the only path to that as being the death of the scene, which I think is incredible, like, you know, pretty pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. So, um, I do want to say, P- Peter has hinted in the past, I'm not sure if it's on the podcast or just in life, that um, any time one of these books throws out the deck of dragons, that uh, it's just telling the entire story in the book, but you can't fucking figure it out yet. And then, like, you read the book, and then if you go back to the deck of dragons, it kind of just lays out the plot in some ways. Sure. And so, this ha- like the this girl throws the deck of dragons, and, you know, they label all of them, and boy, howdy, did I read those sen- that sentence, like, 50 times, and I was like, wow. <laughs> Fuck if I know what's happening. There's two. It's all shadow stuff. And I, was, I was so pissed. I was like, I'm gonna be able to do it. I've got this. I'm gonna fucking get in here and decipher it. Nope. So did not crack the code. No, I did not. Indeed. That's funny. I- I- India, what did you think about uh, Kalam stopping in this desert keep? Um, I'm glad that we weren't supposed to know what those cards meant. The only thing I heard was rope. So I was like, ah, Absalar, classic. classic. But, um, so clearly she's going to do, do some shit, um, or else really, why would they be here altogether? But, well, India, the, that, India, they're taking her to Itko Khan, obviously. That is true. <laughs> she is going home. This is just the way home. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the inn, the inn, really, the only relevant scene, I guess, was that whole thing where he's like, you're not, did he, was he like, kind of saying that she wasn't like a real whatever yeah and she was like oh and she screamed and then threw it at him and then it did the thing so that was interesting um that's the only thing i got from that no that's dead on do we uh do you want to uh, should i ask you about felice and then and as uh, we see um we return to skull cap and she uh oh oh is beat yeah. by beneth in a upsetting scene you know i wasn't expecting him to do that honestly i really wasn't i was really upset with him for that um, now I know he's just an asshole. So yeah, I thought that he actually like you know cared. Foolish me. Anyway, that's yeah. that's when I stopped hating Haboric again because I thought that he was such a dick. I'm, wow, I'm getting really filthy here. I'm so sorry. Um, I thought he was so you know mean and not really understanding, but he he really came in and saved the day. So I appreciate him for that. It, with no hands, no less. Yeah. Um, he don't he he don't need no hands. Yeah. Look look ma, no hands. <laughs> um christ but yeah so i feel like i don't know what else is i think that i don't know is she gonna get back with the guy and or is her life just gonna get 10 times worse now 
I, I think question. it's one of those things that like like I think it's just it's a it's a really well told story. Do you mean and like with her like obviously wanting to return to him? Do you mean obviously it's like I'm not excited for her or that to occur. Um, but like you know, it's just I, I, I don't know. It 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 rings very true, and I feel like I'm along on the journey with her. You know, even if like we're in a terrible place. So I really hope that she gets out of this drug addiction one cup mm. of tea at a time. Josh, did you? How did you feel about Felicin uh, and the beating she took and the rest of wait, everything in this chapter? Wait, before you go to Josh. Sure. So she lied to him about where she was from, but he ended up believing her. But he—is that because she doesn't want anyone to know that she's like a noble? Yeah. Is that the only reason? Like, why? Why? What does that hurt? Is it? Is she valuable then at that point? Like, what is the? Is, why is it a secret? And how doesn't everyone know already? I guess there's no, you know, newspaper. Well, Bennett basically knew. He was, like, calling her on her shit. He was like, oh, I thought he shit. didn't know. Well, it's because Bork lied later, but he was like, oh, no, your boot, boat came from Unta. Like, but then, you know, she was weaving a whole little, little, little tale. She was pretty quick on her feet in that regard. Yeah, it was pretty And nice. I think, no, yeah, she was still. mostly just trying to conceal her noble background. That's my thought. All right. Josh, any thought hey, Josh. about uh, all this? It, it was shitty to read. Uh, but like, I don't know, it kind of seemed like the natural way that this would go, like it was not a good situation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How did you guys know? How did we know? I, I really thought that they were vibing. <laughs> um, but now that I look back on it, maybe the audio, you know, it's that good old audiobook. Yeah, I really think um, that, which, I, I feel like if I, when I audiobook on the rare occasions I do, I feel much more passive as I read. I'm not, I'm not as quick to like, think about what's going to happen next, you know? Yeah, well, also, I my realization that I had today was like, this person, whoever they are, is reading this book and interpreting it however they want, and they're reading it that way. So they're, I don't really get a chance to interpret it myself. Mm. I just have their interpretation. So then even when he's reading it, like, I'm not reading from, like, I don't know, like... No, I know what you mean. It really seems like I'm reading from her perspective where things are like, not that, like, yeah, everything sucks, but, like, it could be worse. So I'm like, yeah, totally. But, like, no, no, no. This whole thing is really shitty. <laughs> this island's not, slavery's not too bad after all. Yeah, Christ. exactly. Because, yeah, so I had that realization. I'm still not going to read the book, but... Yeah. Yeah. Josh, they were quite some eyes you gave me. <laughs> Yeah, that's a soundbite waiting to happen, buddy. No, but it, but that it's the context. Obviously, it is bad. And yeah, uh, Josh, we talked more about Acarium and Mappo. Oh. We're in the temple. The Skarl Pust. Update. Still don't. Uh, uh, more questions. Lots more questions. Do, do you have I'm, any answers? No, I mean, I'm vaguely grasping onto the fact that these two people... Well, first off, we're getting flashbacks from Mappo that insinuates that he's some sort of chosen trell that's meant to be the memory of his people or some bullshit. I don't really get it. Um, Missed and the that. Fact, and the fact that... Maybe that's next chapter. But the fact that even he's looking at this and he's like, well, I've been alive forever and I don't remember there being Tisty Andy here means that Josh Baker is allowed to not fucking know what this means yet. So I was just kind of there for that part of the chapter. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that... I have a feeling eventually I think I'm going to love Ikario Ikario and Mapo, but right now I'm just kind of like, well, we're here. I don't know what here is. They're looking for a broom now. Well, I like them. I just, this, this, the scenarios confusing as all get out. I mean them. Okay. You're a little you're a little turned around. Yes. I'm totally I yeah, their chapters I barely get by. Yeah. They're parts of the chapter I should say. Yeah. Well, 
we'll we'll keep reading. But before we go, uh, India, we see uh, Culp uh, and Diker go visit the child warlock of the Wiccans, Sormo Enaf, as he uh, opens up a kind of portal into Talon, and then all the shapeshifters attack. Um, that was some shit. That yeah? was some shit. Yes. The the f- I was like, what the? F- I didn't understand anything. And well, then I. But then eventually I did. At first, because. I don't, the bugs come, and you're like, okay, why are there bugs attacking? And then there's fire ants, and then there's the bugs that have a weird name that I don't know, and then there's a bear, and then a demon comes and causes a diversion and kills the bear, and I'm like, a bear? A bear versus a demon? In what world? Shit's really spinning Um, out of control here. Yeah, but what is Talon? I I forgot. Talon's the the Warren of the Talon I'm ass. The Bone People. Bone Zone. Yes, correct, correct. Yeah. So this child warlock. Sure. So somebody with whose name starts with a B gets like really, really injured. Correct. Bulb. Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bolt. 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 I think or something. Coltane's right hand man. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yeah. So. Why did this happen? What what happened? They Dry. opened it and then just all hell broke loose. Like what happened? Yeah, that's like exactly what it was. Well, yeah, that the warlock is like a kid, but he's I guess actually an ultra powerful old warlock. So he felt like he could have a handle on it, and he I guess what it seems like uh, he just did not expect that that Warren was currently being used by Soul Taken and Ivers as like a highway to get yes! to where they're going. Yes. And so he opened it, and they just kind of poured out. What I'm so confused about sure. is Culp punches Sorno Ina. Yes. And he goes, I guess it was just his nightmare, but they're all still beat to hell, so it was definitely real. So And, no. I, and so it's like, so he punching the warlock closes the tunnel. I get that. How do all the soul take, did the soul take and just get sucked back into the warren? Like, cause didn't he like pass out or something, and then he like yeah, well, punched he, he him gets, and he woke him up. He's and like then, he's, then he he's kind of like he's not passed out. He's like in a trance, not really knowing what's going on. And then Cole just decks him. Um, that was I th- funny. But I think they entered the Talon Warren. Do you mean it's not like they summoned they the still, shapeshifters? They were still in the area that they were. Like they don't move anywhere. No, I think I think they go. I think they go into the Warren, and then it's when yeah. they punch. He punches Enaf. They go out of the Warren back to Seven Cities. I didn't get that, but maybe you're right. I mean, I know it's um, a little abstruse. Yeah, a little bit. Mm. But then, why are they like trying to pull somebody out? Is somebody not like? Somebody was on the outside of it, right? Uh, Trying to pull the other guys out or something. Maybe wrong. Maybe I. Maybe fuck me, right? I don't know what I'm saying. Who am I? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I think. Yeah, I. Th- I I'm standing by what I said. Yeah. All right. Fine. Fair. Fair point. Yeah. Well, shit's definitely bad here, and the the shapeshifters are certainly converging. That's for sure. I feel like we're really lowballing that whole situation because it was wild or whatever there's really not much else to say about it it just was what it was we gotta read the books you know gotta read the books she says Alrighty, let's uh let's finish it off chapter five fiddler crocus and absalar approach gadana's man however the city has risen up in rebellion the malazans have been arrested and soon will be executed at first, they are going to stay outside of the city with a group of Arak horse riders. However, Grawl are coming, and not wanting his cover blown, Fiddler leads them into the city. Gadana's band is a slaughter. 
A young girl is fleeing six soldiers. Fiddler Absalar and the Grawl Horse kill the soldiers, saving the Malazan girl. They continue through the city, and they speak about if the Empire is deserving of this slaughter. Fiddler talks about the massacre at Aaron, where the city rose up in rebellion, but there was a slaughter of civilians and soldiers, ordered by the Empire and executed by the Talani Mass. Cotillion's memories flare at Absalar, who accuses the Empress Lacine, known then as Surly, of ordering the execution, that the Emperor Kelenved had not ordered the massacre. Crocus and Fiddler are shocked. Together they suspect that she has the memories of Dancer, the Emperor's right-hand man. They believe when Dancer and Emperor Kelenved were assassinated, they escaped death by ascending. Dancer became Cotillion, the rope. The Emperor Kelenved became Shadow Throne. Both are shocked by the news, and they leave the city. Absalar thinks they are being followed. Kalam rides in the deep desert, nearing the rendezvous point. He is grabbed by Leoman, captain of Shaikh's bodyguard. Toblakai, a giant skilled warrior from Genabacus, searches his horse and finds the Holy Book of Drygna. Kalam finds it, and says he will directly give it to the hand of Drygna. Shaikh appears, and he gives her the book. Shaikh offers him to join the rebellion, and he declines, riding away and reflecting on the rebellion of seven cities. Shaikh sits down, opens the book, and prepares to summon the whirlwind, but is struck dead by Lestara Yil's crossbow. The red blades attack, and they battle with Leoman and Toblakai. They flee, leaving Shaikh's body. Leoman and Toblakai wrap up her body. Shaikh said that she would be renewed. A storm is coming. Chapter 5 was lit. Keep that in. India, so you just announced it was lit. Uh, what, 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 what was so lit about Chapter 5? Can you tell me what the first thing that happened was again? Because I forgot. Okay, I want to start so bad. I want to start so bad. Fucking ready. fine, Josh. Just go. All right. Oh my god. So, I want to go. Wait. Josh. What, man. what is it, India? Ooh, is that apple cider jam? Oh, Trader you... Joe's, though. Get that shit out of here. All right, I'm starting. Wait, before you start, it tastes like a fucking apple pie from McDonald's. Go ahead. That's not a that's not a plus in my book. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that's like the highest endorsement you can give food. <laughs> okay. Like, it, it tastes like a I McDonald's just wanna... product. <laughs> All I want to say is that fucking Shaikh sitting down, opening the book, and then getting shot in the head was my is my favorite thing I have ever read. Because Whoa. the back of this book set mentions Shaikh and the Whirlwind, and all we hear about is Shaikh and the goddamn Whirlwind. And she just gets fucking blasted into oblivion by a crossbow, and that's the but I fucking laughed out loud how unexpected and jarring it was. That is all I have to say. Fucking 10 out of 10 Erickson. But, but yeah. I mean, that's what you do when you sit down to read a book, you know? Yeah. That's an interesting... Yeah. <laughs> I That was... He didn't say a single sentence just then. Yeah. I guess I thought I had something to say, but I I, I just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can give a second try to the reaction if you want. No, it's okay. Just move on. What's the next thing? Thank God. I didn't have a follow-up to that joke. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In India, you 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 think this chapter's lit? You say 
tell us why. Gadanis ban, this ending with Chaik that Josh so much enjoyed. No, no, no. That was like more way the, over my head that I didn't even know what was going on. More the Gadanis ban stuff. Uh, what was that stuff? The 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 city. That's the city. That's those that rose up that Fiddler and crew roll through. No, wasn't that. Wasn't that. It was probably one of the first things you said. Was it the horse? Was it the oh, horse? Oh, that's it! The horse! The horse! Ah, uh, the horse. Someone tell me what the fuck that horse is. It's India, from what I can understand. It's just a horse, but it's a real <laughs> fucking good one. No! Yeah, that, it, like, no, that's about it. It's, it's just a really cool horse. Oh, really? It's a Grawl horse, but Grawl is just a tri- like a, a group of people, I guess, who are like, it sounds like the fucking pits, but they've got yeah. bomb horses. Yeah, no, that's about right. Okay, fine. They're just a tribe with cool horses, and he has a cool horse from the cool horse tribe. Where were they when this happened? They're uh, they were out on the outskirts of the city that just got kind of sacked by the rebellion, the this rebellious army. So who killed who killed everyone, and who was everyone, and why did they do it? All the Malazans were killed by the seven cities locals in the city of Gadanisban. Why did they? Why were there? Malazan children and elderly there. Uh, because they were in the empire and now they're being slaughtered because that's how rebellion do. Wait, we're in the empire? Well, technically, Seven Cities is under Malazan control. Ah, right? okay. Okay. Um, and so why didn't, what's his name? Fiddler. Why didn't mm-hmm. he, why did he want to leave that? Like, I didn't understand the urgency to leave. Because all three of them are Malazans and their covers are, this is not a cool place for them to chill out, even though they are disguised. Oh, okay. And then that part when Absalar was like, was she pretending to be some kind of noble person? And why was everybody uh, like, oh my God, that was so good. Like, they're pre- Well, they're uh, right. Cro- Crocus and Absalar pretending to be newlyweds going on the pilgrimage yes, around the yes. continent. I know that part, but so, why were they so scared of her? Mm, Weren't they? I think just because she oh, was Absalar? being- Yeah. Are you talking about scared Are you of talking about when she, she, she mer- mercs those fools? No, no. India, she goes full bridezilla. Oh, yes. she like she like stamps her foot and she gets really bitchy, and they're all like, "We don't want to deal with this." Oh, that's it. Yep. Yeah. As to this chapter, I mean, later she stabs a couple guys in their genitalia. I did see that. Um, yeah, the, yeah, initial, yeah. the initial thing is she's like, "I want to go." Oh no, no, no! I got it, India. Thank you. They're talking to this these Arik horsemen who are like it seems like a, a relatively primitive people in terms of like their beliefs. Okay. Delicious. And, ooh, ooh, yeah. actually, is that cereal or cookies? That is a pumpkin spice cookie. I, I fucking need that in my mouth now. Anyway. Trader Joe's, uh, so baby. These Arik horsemen, definitely, definitely there is some belief they have that, like, a bride has power and can curse them, or she just no, says no, that's that, true. and they're that's like, true. oh, fuck, I guess she can do that. I don't want to piss her off. But, like, either yeah. way, it's not a thing that can happen, so. Thank you, Josh, for shedding some light on this for me. Peter, you That's did nothing for me. That's what I'm here for. That's why they me. call me the lantern. Uh, I, I just misunderstood. I thought you were talking about this. <laughs> um, ah. All right. Yeah, everything else I didn't really care about. Josh, uh, it is in this chapter uh, that we learn about the ascendancy of Emperor Kellenved and Dancer. Um, what did you think? So if if Shaikh was like number one favorite thing, this revelation is like 
like just below it. Like I I feel like there's so many pieces of the first and second book so far that like as soon as they said that, I was like, I could probably go back and find all the clues that are dropped that like when you're reading Gardens of the Mood the first time, you have no chance of getting. Mm. And I was like, this is so cool. Like they say so many times that fucking dancer and Calavan just kind of like there's like their bodies are never found, they're never seen again. They talk about how how Shadow just appears at like a certain time, and like you definitely could have read far enough into it and realized it was the same time. Like that's so cool. I yeah, uh, just the the fantasy f- fan in me was like just fucking geeking hard. Okay, I'm so glad that you said that, Josh, because I literally wrote in the group text. This is a revelation that everybody is going to be so excited about, except me, because I don't see why it's so important. So, okay. thank you, you for explaining okay. to me why yes. it is so important. Yeah, it's like, well, because, like, there's the, there's the timeline we are in, and then there is the hyper-important 15 years prior to the books we're reading that, like, yeah. gets talked about all the time, and we don't get to experience it, and this is, like, the link. This is, like, the big thing so far that links the two. So pretty much, they were just average guys that were in the Malzan person with. Well, they were the emperor. Oh, they were, they were the, the emperor and his and his claw master, or no, uh, and his right hand man. I guess who I guess was a claw master. And of, and then and then yeah, right. Oh, uh, now here's yeah, yeah, the emperor and his claw master who get who get like Lacine takes over afterwards, and we're alleged to believe that Lacine kills them. But even in the first book, they say they're like. How the fuck did Lacine kill him? Dancer's like the greatest assassin known to man. And now it's like, now he's the greatest ascendant. Now, here's my question, Peter. And look at me dead in the eyes, okay? If you're a cop, you have to tell me. It's entrapment. Does Quick Ben know this? Or is Fiddler the first to find out? Well, Fiddler does say, after they're kind of having these revelations, Fiddler's like, oh, why didn't they, like, they, we, the, I thought they were so yeah, close with the bridge burners. Why didn't they right. let us in? Right. Um, but like, so Quick that ben that's was, definitely something ben, we read. Quickman was a priest of of Shadow Throne. Like, a where what? does that fall into it? A what? He was a what? Like, he was a priest. Okay. He was a high priest of How Shadow, of which Shadow Throne is the head, who is Kellenbad, the Emperor. So, like, how would Quickman have been that priest and not known? Oh shit! Mm, See, yeah. you're making all these connections now, Josh, and I wish that I could. But okay, that's a good thought. Peter's not going to tell you, though. I can tell by the look in his eye. He's not. He's not. He's not. It's a gl- Josh, look. I, Josh, I felt very similar to you. You know, um, you're 100% right. If you go back knowing this, it is, like, so obvious in Gardens of the Moon. Like, yeah, it, right? The, it, is, it is plastered all over the book. However, it completely missed it the first time. And then, then when no I got way. here. You would, have to, you would have to be, like, the fourth tier of the big brain meme. To, to make those connections on your first read. I mean, some people definitely have done it, um, but I was not one of them, and I was completely caught off guard and pleasant, super stoked. So, yeah. Um, yeah. The Emperor is alive-ish. With so, ascent, if, yeah. why them, though? Why did they ascend? What do you mean? Why did they ascend? How do you just ascend? Good question. Uh, and yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, all I got is that you have to be known or worshipped enough or there seems to be this other way that these divers and soul taken think they can with this path but it seems the rest of them are just like you have to be known or worshipped enough and then you ascend Uh uh-huh 
I mean, the two people from the end of Gardens of the Moon may ascend because they go into that weird house that, like, is house. mentioned. That it's mentioned that Dancer and Kellenvad go in there as well, which I guess is the biggest hint you should have in the first book. But, like, now that makes me think that they could ascend. Although, uh, I don't even remember who goes in there. It's Malik, Ren, and Person, right? Yeah, Ralik, Nam, and Vorkan, the Nam. Master of Assassins, goes into the Assassins. Yes, the those two, those two. Which, listen... Yeah. They do mention two new people in House. <gasps> they mention two new people in House Shadow, Peter, and those two motherfuckers are assassins. Are they in now in House Shadow? Uh, if Peter raises his eyebrows, uh, confirmed. Maybe. I have I have no comment. You have a comment. If I'm if I'm right, I'm gonna be very smug at another day when it's revealed in the books. But another day we'll have to wait for. Um. India, yeah. Josh already shared his thoughts on Shaikh uh, kind of receiving the book of the uh, the apocalypse, and just as she opens it to start summon the whirlwind and start the rebellion, she is struck dead. Um, and then there's kind of some cryptic comments, and the first book ends. Well, what did you think of this little ending with Kalam and Shaikh and blah blah blah? It was a cluster f word, and it was really uh, kind of difficult to understand. So. All I, all I, I mean, I didn't know that that's what was happening. I didn't know she was opening anything. I didn't know. It's some word with the start of the C, the, the K, the con, convergence. Con, what is it? Come on, guys. Hmm? The that thing that, that's going to happen. The thing the that's going to happen. The, con, the whirlwind. Whatever. She's opening the thing to make the whirlwind. Either way. She's opening the whirlwind. The convergence and is they, kind and, of the shapeshifters and, thing. Yeah, but it's believed that they're connected, yes. All right. Well, all I know is that she's dead and i don't know why it matters and i also don't really think it's going to impact the story that much there i said it uh india real quick india here's the back of the book in the vast meaning of seven cities in the holy desert where Raku, the seer shaikh and her followers prepare for the long prophesized uprising known as the whirlwind unprecedented in size and savagery the mis maelstrom of fanaticism and bloodlust will embroil the malice and empire in one of the bloodiest conflicts it has ever known shaping destinies and giving birth to legends so, like, that's the whole story, it sounds like, that we're about to be in. Right. But she just died. So that's why it's like, yeah. And it's still going to So then happen. what's the rest of the story? It's still going to happen. That's well, yeah, happens. if she comes... Okay, well... So, yeah, really... going to happen, India? Where's the we shock factor? We can't be set up like this. Josh. And then she not comes back. And if she doesn't come back, Erickson, you're getting put on blast next episode. Hmm. Thought pro... I just... Yeah. Battle. Ah. That's all I got. That's all I got. Wish I had more. Interesting. Wish I, I mean, what, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? It's, it's All right. okay. She's I think that's dead. it. I think we've, we've about talked through this. Um, but uh, things, things, are, things are developing here on Seven Cities, aren't they? <laughs> if they are, yes. I can't. I, I'm not seeing the development. Oh, please. Um, all righty. Uh, as always, you can uh, tweet at us at 10 Very Big Books, 10 Very Big Books on Gmail. If someone knows about Malazan, you can tell them about the show. And I guess if they don't, you could also bring it up. But that'd be a choice. Um, <laughs> indeed. Uh, indeed. Um, next week on the podcast, we're going to be reading book two, Whirlwind, chapters six and seven. And uh, it's going to be a whirlwind. You know, we're, it's going to be a whirlwind. We're still figuring out how, how to cut up the book exactly since, you know, Gardens of the Moon is kind of more... There's like seven waypoints. It's a little easier. Um, so we're going to just figure out what's best and, and obviously let you guys know. Anyway, anyway before we go, as always, uh, India, 
Do you want to hazard a guess about what might befall some of our characters on Seven Cities? Oh, heck yeah. It's going to be a whirlwind. Kalam is, I don't know. Damn it, these are just so tough. You know what? I'm going to go with my girl Felice, and she's, her and Haborik are going to make some kind of escape because they're trying to get him out anyway. He's not leaving without his girl Felice, and I don't know where they're going, but it's going to be, it's going to be great. That's my guess. Mm. Josh? I'm someone who I usually have really confident guesses. Unfortunately, the only thing I was confident about is what India just said. I have she took your zero. I have zero confidence in anything, so I guess I'll say Shaikh in the next two chapters of the next book. Can I say the next book? Yeah, give me- you can say whatever you goddamn please. I I think I think Shaikh's gonna come back and she's gonna be transformed, and I think her two cool companions, who we didn't talk much about, but I hope we do eventually. I think her two companions are going to be—she's going to be nearly unrecognizable to them. Mm. She will be rebellion incarnate. Some tattersail mm. shit. Some tattersail shit. Mm. Peter seems unfazed by your guess. He's always unfazed. Yeah, I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm, I'm getting better at keeping a lid on it, if you ask me. <laughs> Except for when you just raised your eyebrows about quick bed, knowing about uh, the people or whatever shit yeah. I said. Whatever. Whatever, guys. All right. I'm just saying, like, I full on blew it multiple times in Gardens of the Moon. And it's just, you know, it's a long con over here. You're doing well, Peter. You are our fearless leader. Yeah. Is it a a long con or is it an itco con? And then that's all for us. We're done. (laughs) That's actually the, the show's over. Thank you for listening. Hey everyone, producer AJ here on vacation and recording this under a blanket. Uh, Thanks so much for listening to season two of 10 Very Big Books. We've loved hearing all your thoughts about the first episode on Twitter and in our email. So please keep those coming at 10 Very Big Books on Twitter and 10 Very Big Books at gmail.com. Thanks to Dan Gesrick for making our logo as always. Uh, You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Gesrick for the hottest Damn Daniel takes. And of course, all the music from the show comes from Amaranthan's album Simulant Rain, which you can find on Bandcamp.com. And again, they've also recently released some brand new music, uh, which I really think you should check out. Links to their pages will be in the show notes. And 10 Very Big Books will be back in two weeks on October 11th with the first three chapters of book two of Dead House Gates. Peter said two in the show, but we talked about it and doing three will work better for our recording schedule and stuff. So look forward to that. And as always, thanks so much for listening.